Gridbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Hello, this is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo, inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Looking for the perfect First Communion, Confirmation, or RCIA gift? Consider a beautiful, heirloom-quality, made-in-Italy rosary from Ghirelli. A Ghirelli rosary will be prayed with and cherished forever, guaranteed. Shop Ghirelli today. That's G-H-I-R-E-L-L-I dot com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. Welcome to John Allen's The Future Church. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. For those of you who don't know, John Allen is a well-known and well-respected journalist working in the field of global Catholicism. For many years, he was the National Catholic Reporter's uh, man in the Vatican. Uh, He, therefore, has reported on Vatican affairs, Vatican politics, economics, theology, spirituality for decades. He is one of the world's great experts on the facts and the fictions surrounding the Catholic faith. He wrote his book, The Future Church, 10 years ago in 2009. And you might say, well, Father Longenecker, why are you doing a podcast series on a book that's 10 years old? Uh, Here's why. First of all, it's quite interesting to see whether John Allen's predictions in The Future Church have come true. But also, I think it's very important to look at the future church because a lot of Catholics in America today are confused, they're worried and bewildered about the state of the church. I know conservative Catholics especially are are looking at the immorality in the hierarchy, the sex abuse scandals, the financial abuse. A lot of them think that our bishops and cardinals speak with an uncertain voice and are not preaching the gospel adequately. They're upset with uh, slipshod liturgies, with modernism, all sorts of problems in the Catholic Church which they perceive. What's to be done about it? Well, You can grumble and you can grouse and you can complain and you can become bitter about the things you don't like in the Catholic Church. Uh, Some people are taking refuge in the past. They're trying to take refuge in a kind of traditionalism which becomes a little fortress, a little sect within the Catholic Church, a nostalgic Catholicism which is not really engaging with the modern world. I don't think that's the answer. Uh, I think instead we need to face change with a proactive and a positive attitude and sense where the Holy Spirit is leading the church and through the Holy Spirit's guidance discern the way forward. Does this mean that I think traditionalism is wrong? No, there's many strengths about traditionalism and I consider myself to be a traditional Catholic. 
I believe that a reverence for the past is the way we live in the present and the way we look forward and build to the future. But I don't believe that going back to some nostalgic uh, idea of what used to be uh, is the way that we should go forward. When I began to be concerned about this problem amongst my fellow Catholics, uh, last year I produced a series called Triumphs and Tragedies, which is a 23-part podcast series on the history of the Catholic Church, so that we could see uh, where the Church has been over the centuries and realize that a lot of the problems we're facing today are problems which have been with the Church right from the very beginning. In fact, immorality, corruption, uh, persecution, all of these things are actually part of our history. It's part of being Catholic. Does this mean we excuse the things which are wrong and the troubles and the sorrows in the church? No, but we actually uh, suffer with them and realize that it's a messy business being a Catholic uh, and that God's spirit uh, works within all of this to bring good out of evil, to bring joy out of the suffering, to bring triumph, if you like, out of the tragedy. In conjunction, therefore, with Triumphs and Tragedies, the history of the Catholic Church, I thought it would be great to try to look forward into the future and see where God might be leading his church in the future so that we might respond in a positive way today, right where we are here and now. John Allen's book, therefore, is a terrific resource to be able to do that because he studies particular trends which are going on and helps us to understand them so that we could see where the church is going and respond in a positive way today. So the way this podcast will work is that basically I'm going to follow the structure of John's book. His book is laid out in 10 particular chapters. The 10 chapters that he lays out, first of all, a world church, and then evangelical Catholicism, Islam, a new demography, expanding lay roles, the biotech revolution, globalization, ecology, multipolarism, and Pentecostalism. Now, out of those 10 particular categories, you might have recognized uh, some of the titles and then scratch your head over some others. Don't worry, as the podcast series goes on, all will become clear. And these 10 chapters, or these 10 trends that John Allen talks about, are things that are happening below the surface, uh, below the radar, deep trends that are happening below the headlines and the social media hubbub and all the rest of the stuff which you might hear about the Catholic Church. John actually quotes the historian Arnold Toynbee in his book, Civilization on Trial, and he says, The things that make good headlines are on the surface of the stream of life. And they distract us from the slower, impalpable, imponderable movements that work below the surface and penetrate to the depths. But it is really these deeper, slower movements that make history, and it is they that stand out huge in retrospect when the sensational passing events have dwindled in perspective to their true proportions. What he's getting at here, therefore, is what John Allen's trying to get out in this book. John's trying to go down and say, what are these deeper trends that are happening below the radar? What are these deeper trends within humanity, within civilization, within world history, uh, within the history of the church, uh, within the theology of the church? What are these deep trends which are happening, which are going to affect the Catholic Church today and in the 21st century? These are the things that really interest me, and these are the 10 categories uh, that John talks about. I'll go through them again, because this is going to be the outline for the entire podcast series. He talks about the world church. He talks about evangelical Catholicism. 
the threat of Islam. He talks about the shifting, uh, the shifts in de- world demography, that is the population shifts that are going on, the expanding role of the laity in the church, the biotech revolution. This is talking about genetic engineering and birth control and, and euthanasia and all those other aspects of medical technology that's going on. Then he talks about globalization, economic and, and political trends, ecology, and then the multipolarism and Pentecostalism. These particular trends that he's dealing with are the ones which will help us look at where the Holy Spirit is moving in the church today. In each one of these categories, he will then talk about what's happening and report on that, what it means with a bit of analysis. And then he's going to conclude with four categories of outcomes. In other words, what might happen as a result of these trends? And these four categories are near certain, probable, possible, and long shots. And he says that these different projections venture further out in time. So the near certain consequences are likely to be short-term extensions of the development or the trend uh, and things we can already see happening. Long shots, if they happen at all, are way out in the horizon of the 21st century. What might happen out in the future, but which he therefore says are, are a long shot, maybe it'll happen, maybe it will not. It's very important to remember that in this book, John Allen stresses that these trends that he's looking at are descriptive, not prescriptive. In other words, he's describing what is happening. He's not saying whether it's good or bad. He says this, I'm not trying to argue that these trends are the way Catholicism ought to go or the issues that it ought to face. I'm saying instead that they accurately express the way Catholicism really is going and the issues it really is facing as we go into the 21st century. Therefore, if some of the things I say in this podcast uh, make you annoyed or make you angry or make you, make you disagree with me violently, that's okay. Uh, Like John Allen, I'm also trying to be descriptive, not prescriptive. Now, as we go through, I may make my own comments and offer my own opinions, and it'll be clear when I do that. But like John Allen, I'm just simply trying to say, look, here's what is happening. Here, Here are the challenges we're facing. Isn't it interesting to see that the Holy Spirit is still working within all of this? And really, the church that we're facing in the 21st century and in the 500 years that follow is going to be very different from what all of us imagine. John Allen says, this is a work of journalism. It's not a statement of faith. Nevertheless, John is a man of faith, and he does believe that the Holy Spirit works in the church. So while the work is descriptive, not prescriptive, it is also um, a work which is written from a standpoint of faith in which we're um, hoping to see and discern the way the Holy Spirit is working in the church. As we move forward, I'll encourage you to listen to the podcast with the same objective approach and an open-minded approach and a genuine curiosity to see, well, if I'm feeling upset and, and bewildered and confused by the state of the church today, that's because we're going through this time of transition. What do I mean by this time of transition? Well, when I researched the 23-part series, Triumphs and Tragedies, looking at the 2,000-year span of the history of the Catholic Church, it became clear to me that our uh, history of the Catholic Church can be broken down into 500-year segments. The first 500 years is during the Roman Empire. 
Then there was a turning point into the Dark Ages, and it seemed for the next 500 years that the church was going to die out, that the church was struggling, that it was it was moving into something, a, a new area, and, and it was uncertain what that would be. There were political struggles and economic struggles and demographic struggles and, and theological struggles in that second 500 years. But during that time, the seeds of monasticism had been planted and the church was growing and the trends were growing below the radar, below the politics, and we couldn't see it. So that for the third 500-year segment, we see the flowering of what was actually happening during those dark ages. And the flowering was, of course, the great blossoming of, of Christian civilization in the high Middle Ages. In the 16th century, uh, 500 years ago, we enter into what I call the Age of Revolution. Remember, 1517 is the mark of the beginning of the Protestant Revolution. After the Protestant Revolution, European civilization tumbles into 500 years of revolution and war in one way or another, and a turning away from Catholicism in many ways, and a turning away from Christian faith. That began in the year 1517, two years ago. We're reaching the end of that 500-year period. Therefore, we're moving into a new epoch, a new age of church history. That's why we feel so confused and bewildered, because we're in a time of transition. The Holy Spirit is kick-starting us and moving us into something new, which we have not yet seen and we cannot yet envision. John Allen's book helps us to envision what that will look like. Therefore, I think this podcast series is going to be very important. It's important for people to understand where we're going and how to listen and how to listen to the voice of the Spirit within this. How is the podcast series going to work? Well, I will be doing a short version of each of the 10 episodes, which will go out at Breadbox Media and through all of the normal podcast outlets. And they're free of charge for anybody who wants to listen. And we'll be promoting it a bit uh, and trying to get people to listen through some advertising and some promotion of the podcast series. Over at my blog, Standing on My Head, I will also be recording a longer version so that those who are donor subscribers to my blog uh, can have a bit more value and meditate on some of the further points that John Allen makes in each one of his chapters. If you would like to listen to the longer versions, uh, you're very welcome to. Go to my blog, Standing on My Head. That's at DwightLongenecker.com, DwightLongenecker.com. Click on Podcast, and you'll be able to listen to the longer version there. These uh, longer versions of each chapter on my blog are available for donor subscribers. You can cancel your subscription at any time, so you can just tune in and listen to this one podcast series if you wish, uh, and then um, cancel your subscription. It's all up to you. If you want to subscribe, you go to the subscribe page on my blog and follow through the simple process. I'm excited by this new podcast series, and I hope that you are too, uh, and that you will listen in week by week uh, as I record these sessions from John Allen's great book, The Future Church. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. Thanks for listening. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic health care ministry to provide an affordable health sharing solution rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at mycatholichealthcare.com slash podcast. That's mycatholichealthcare.com slash podcast.